This week we're in a bit of a time crunch because uh, Chicago sports fans here just watched the Cubs, so we started late, and Let's go we Bears. Bears coming up here in an hour with the debut of the most important player of all time. So we're going to skip a little fun intro, and we're just going to go straight to news of the week. First up is the new Star Wars trailer is dropping tonight, the Last Jedi trailer. Ryan Johnson, the director, talked a little bit about maybe you might want to skip it, you might watch it, sort of depending on spoilers. Are you going to watch it tonight? It's premiering during the Monday Night Football game. Halftime during the Bears versus Vikings game. I told myself I wouldn't. I watched the teaser. I'd love to go in very fresh, but... I have no self-control. I'm likely going to watch it. What about you? I think I'm going to watch it. I just like, I mean, I watch like every trailer anyways. The I, director literally said, don't watch it. it he, he didn't say that. I don't think he said <laughs> literally don't watch it. I think he said, it's your choice. If you don't want anything spoiled at all, don't watch it, which makes sense. I mean, if you're going to watch a trailer, you're going to have like something spoiled, you know? I feel like the marketing department is sensitive to people and they know they don't want the story ruined. So... It's not going to be like, here are all the secrets, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, so I'm, I don't I'm, think. Fuck it. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be. That I can't big a not. Deal. And, I mean, once once this podcast drops, it'll be the night or the day after. So half of you guys will probably have already watched it. But, you know, end of the week, we'll have a new thing and we'll probably talk about it next week. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably do a, a quick trailer breakdown and a post mm-hmm. um, probably the next day, probably tomorrow. And then we'll discuss it next week. But looking forward to this one. Next up, we got. Uh, some Fast and Furious news. Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, and Jason Statham's characters are getting a spinoff, and that has a release date now, which is going to be July 26, 2019. I'm pretty hyped for that. They're two of the most entertaining characters at this point. Even though it's kind of weird that Jason Statham, Statham went from being, like, a terrorist into being, like, part of the crew, and now he's a good guy. Yeah, do they just forgive all of his murders and crimes and, you know, mass terrorist acts? Yep, that's, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, it's, they, it's Fast and the Furious. I mean, it's wacky as fuck. Yeah. I'm still hoping that Han comes back from the dead. I mean, they'll do anything. Uh, I would not put it past him. This this series has went from racing to just an overall wacky action. I mean, they're going to go to space in the next one, or in 10. I think you and I have discussed that if, they, if they're not in space by the next one, they'll be in space by 10. They will drive cars in space. It's happening for sure. Each time they have to take it a step up right. in ridiculousness. And, I mean, that's what makes it, the series so great now. Is the next one nine? Yeah, the next one's nine. Yeah, the next one's nine, and then that, I think they got pushed back because of this. I feel like they, they teased cars underwater with the whole sub thing, but there'll be an underwater race in the next one, then they'll go to space. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Bold prediction of the that's, podcast. That's a good call. That's a good Lock call. it up. Even more interesting than this news is the entire drama surrounding it. So on set of... Fate of the Furious, the last uh, Fast and the Furious movie. The Rock and Vin Diesel got into it a bit. Um, I believe The Rock, after production, said something on a red carpet or in an Instagram post about how there's a bunch of candy asses on set and that like ruined the the production and all this stuff. And then Vin, it was clearly about Vin Diesel. I think The Rock even explicitly stated it was about Vin Diesel in an Tyrese interview. is calling The Rock a candy ass. No, The Rock is calling Vin Diesel a candy ass. Oh. Wow. That happened during the filming of the last movie. And so there's apparently they had to be like separated on set. That's why like they never had like any scene together really. <laughs> and so that's been going on. Now, because of this little spin-off, Tyrese has apparently been asking for a spin-off with Ludacris, those two characters, and 
apparently they've been offered to do that, but they have said no because they want the main franchise to keep going and not be pushed back. Mm-hmm. Sure, because everyone wants to see a Tyrese movie. Yeah, nobody cares. So when the news came out about this, he, he got really mad. He had like a bunch of Instagram posts. Vin Diesel had another Instagram post basically saying, like, we're family. And then Vin Diesel posted, like, him and Tyrese and Paul Walker at, like, a red carpet and was like, this is what family means. <laughs> and it was like, okay, that you guys really killed The Rock on that one. And then The Rock yesterday had an Instagram post. I love that they kind of act like high schoolers. They're just, like, subtweeting oh each other. The Rock had an Instagram post of him working out with, like, chained weights over his shoulders. And then he, like, got off, looked at the camera, and he was like, Big dogs eat. Little crime puppies stay on the porch. And then <laughs> wrote, like, this super long paragraph. And then that was just it. Oh, my God. First of all, you know my thoughts on Tyrese and the Fast and the Furious <laughs> franchise. He is the worst form of comedic relief. Every scene is him going like, Holy what the hell? That shit's crazy! And just, you know, oh my god, they got a tank! Now we got a tank! <laughs> oh! We can't do this! This is, am I the only one freaking out over here about oh what's god. going on? That's so every, accurate. See, it's just, every, he's not even good comedic relief. He's such a one-trick pony. I would never, I do like Luda's character in these oh, movies. Oh, I love him. I would watch a Luda solo spinoff movie, but not Luda and Tyrese. So he's just a crybaby. In fact, he's in a movie called Baby Boy because he's a crybaby. And yeah, I'm totally down for Dwayne Johnson's Jason Statham spinoff movie. Who would have thought the two non-original characters that were just like add-ons and this movie's basically the Expendables but racing are now getting a spinoff. I love it. I'll watch a shit out of this. And The Rock was is the only reason essentially that it came back and is to this level because right. it's fucking franchise Viagra. So yeah. <laughs> Next Hilarious. up we got yeah. Next up we got Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker are returning for Rush Hour Four, which will be coming out in 2019 as well. I believe I think it's going to start filming in the spring next year. Jackie Chan confirmed it. Officially going to be back. Thoughts? Yes, I love this series, this franchise. I don't. I think three sucked, but one and two are classics. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite scenes in all cinema is when Chris Tucker is acting like a badass and goes into this restaurant where this like Asian mob is. And he's like, I'm going to fuck all y'all up. And then he gets kicked in the face and goes, I, which one of y'all kicked me? <laughs> it's so funny. It's just that the whole series, I think their, their, their dynamic is really good. This is essentially, didn't Jackie Chan retire already? Like he said, he retired from action films. I thought years ago, but I'm fine if he's coming back for this. He's essentially the Liam Neeson of coming back for action movies what are your thoughts i'm very excited i think they're hilarious chris tucker is where's he been i don't know but apparently the reasoning and i think jackie chan said this in an interview that it's taken this long to get the fourth one up and running here is because they couldn't sync up their schedules but it's like jackie chan hasn't (laughs) been doing anything and chris tucker has been in nothing else ever Uh, that doesn't make sense i feel like studios were just like yeah we don't want this yet but then they're like oh old people action movies are cool now let's do it yeah i'm 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 very very much interested in this they their dynamic is so well done compared to other like buddy cop movies that are just kind of like it's two just dumbasses. yeah fucking around at least like jackie chan knows what he's doing and then chris tucker like someone knows what he's doing he's just annoying right there was that tv show that was just mm-hmm. awful and was immediately canceled and nobody yep. wanted um yep. 
I think they're just going to let that stay buried and just pretend like that never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. So Moving that's on. uh that's 2019. Look out for that. Next up we got The Bride of Frankenstein reboot. That's a part of the dark universe, essentially the monsters universe for Universal has been pulled from the schedule. So essentially it's looking like they're not going to make it and after the mummy kind of flopped this summer, feels like they might just be scrapping the entire universe. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Dracula Untold, starring Luke Evans, I think mm-hmm. is his name. Yep. That was supposed to be the kickoff of the cinematic universe. Yep. Because at the end, they sa- I didn't even see this movie, but at the end, there is some scene where they're like, this universe is about to get much bigger. <laughs> like, literally announcing, literally announcing the universe. And then that movie sucked. They're like, nope, that wasn't the start of the universe. The mummy is going to be. And now that flopped but it was it was okay and now this is has been quote unquote pulled which means canceled uh apparently angelina jolie was gonna play the bride of frankenstein i believe yep i don't know man a a bad start to the universe so far i would have to agree i was actually kind of excited for the universe they got a bunch of big stars to be in it and i didn't think the mummy was that bad i thought it was a little uneven tonally it kind of went from like trying to be like a horror to an action to a comedy all within like 45 seconds every minute Mm -hmm. um so that was part of the problem they maybe shouldn't have given the keys to the entire universe to a dude that has like directed and written a bunch of flops i think who would probably be better alex kurtzman i think his name oh kurtzman yeah Mm -hmm. he wrote like both of the star trek movies which are fine but he also wrote a bunch of other crap i think he wrote some like one of the shitty pirates movies yep. as well like yeah yeah um he's essentially just a lackey for the studio yeah which what i feel weird about this is like why wouldn't they just go straight into a frankenstein movie right away like i, I guess i don't know enough about the bride of frankenstein but i feel like a frankenstein movie would have made more sense dude women can be leads austin now <laughs> we can have a women focused movie it doesn't have to be frankenstein like let the let the women get a, a win here um I, I mean they did the that horrible Frankenstein movie with Aaron Eckert a few years ago. I don't even think that was part of the universe, but I think they're just trying to go a different direction. You know, how many Frankenstein attempts have there been? Uh, Bride of Frankenstein maybe would have landed a little bit better. Yeah. But doesn't look good for the monster, the, mar- the cinematic monster universe. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Which is a shame. There's also uh, Victor von Frankenstein with uh, Harry Potter and James McAvoy a couple of years oh, ago. Yeah. That I think forgot about that too. So I think the past two Frankenstein movies have a combined like Rotten Tomatoes percentage of like eleven percent, maybe. Yeah. So maybe Bride of Frankenstein would have been the right move. Blade Runner twenty forty nine came out this last weekend and it did lead the box office. It was number one at the box office. It made thirty six million for the weekend, but that's twenty million under what was forecasted. So it's supposed to come in around 56, 55 million. It only got 13 million on Friday, which isn't ideal. I think it's, I mean, it's really like the length, I think, that is killing it. Yeah, I think it's a couple things. This didn't surprise me too much. This is a cult classic. Like, mm-hmm. if you ask, I mean, we have friends that are really into movies. And if you ask 10 of your friends who's seen Blade Runner, I'd estimate 20% of them have seen it. As a massive sci fi and movie fan myself, I only saw it last year. And, you know, I felt bad about it i asked some of my my best friends that love sci-fi and none of them have seen it you know it does have baby goose and it's got harrison ford but i think it's just too obscure and people have heard the length and i don't know i think word of mouth is going to carry this and we'll talk about blade runner a lot more in depth in just a bit here but yeah this doesn't really shock me yeah no it's not it's not too surprising i thought 
you know, it didn't really come out against anything else that was strong. So obviously it got number one. I thought maybe it would pick up the pieces a little bit from like nothing else really being out. But yeah, it's not it's not too surprising. We can definitely get more into it once we're doing the actual review later in the podcast. Let's review how it is after week two and, and three. I think yeah. word of mouth is going to carry this one. Definitely. This, this is a good flick. On the opposite end of the spectrum for box office totals here, it has officially crossed the barrier over the sixth sense, I believe it is, to become the highest grossing horror film in the history of movies. It had like the biggest opening for any R-rated movie, any horror movie, then it beat out whatever the other next R-rated movie was, which I think was The Exorcist, and now, I think last weekend, it crossed over the sixth sense. Wow. Well-deserved. I mean, this this was a very, very good start to the Stephen King universe, hopefully. And, yeah, I mean, we had a blast, and it's a, it's a great timed movie. It's basically a haunted house ride. This movie yeah. was a blast, and it deserves every, every dollar. It makes me wonder if they released it in October instead of the beginning of September, if it would have done even more damage. Yeah. Because it's not like September is like a money-making month, and yep. it still made a buttload of money. October also isn't a money-making month, but, I mean... For scary movies it is, yeah. Exactly, so... I think they had confidence that this movie was going to be so good that they could release it early, word of mouth would carry it, and then October would still be a huge month for them. Yeah, I was going to say, because it is still still getting quite a few, uh, quite a bit of playtime at theaters, um, at least around me, so... I'm considering seeing it again, just for fun, and yeah. now that I have a movie pass, like, this, this movie's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely recommend it. If you haven't seen it, contribute to that big old total, um, especially <laughs> since it's October. Let's hope that now that we, we got this awesome, really good horror movie that they don't conti- you know, just start churning out shitty horror movies like up, like all over the place. There's already enough shitty ones. Let's hope that a bunch of studios don't see this and like, oh, let's just do an old horror movie reboot. Yeah, hopefully they learn the right lessons in that like you need to make your movies somewhat entertaining and still yeah. frightening at the same time instead of just... Jump scare. Yeah, Jump scare. That. So next up, kind of a horror movie-ish type sure. of story here. Uh, Glass, technically the sequel to Split, which came out this past January, and Unbreakable, both M. Night Shyamalan f- flicks, um, has started filming. I believe that's supposed to come out in 2019. Yeah, what are your, what are your thoughts on this? This I am looking forward to. Unbreakable, I think, I think it's really underrated. Again, not a lot of people I know have seen Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. But it was a good flick uh, for Shyamalan, and, and Split really took everybody by surprise. Like, he had released stinker after stinker. Yep. Um, the Visit, apparently, is pretty good. I haven't seen The Visit yet, and that kind of right. started him, hey, guys, I'm not horrible. And then th- this came out, and, you know, it slayed it. So excited for this little crossover. If you guys don't know, Split and Unbreakable are in the same universe. It's kind of revealed at the end of the movie. And yeah, this should be a fun one. Yeah, I, James McAvoy is going to be returning and he was phenomenal in Split. I haven't seen Unbreakable, so like the ending when they were like, oh, there's Bruce Willis. I was like, yeah, you're like, why is Bruce Willis in this movie? <laughs> like, why, why is he in this for 35 seconds? <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money for a little cameo. <laughs> Wearing a mechanics outfit and just like sitting there forebodingly. Uh, yeah, no, but I, I'm excited. I think hopefully it retains sort of the horror elements and not doesn't just go like sort of like dark superhero kind of thing. The visit, by the way, it's okay. It's better than a lot of other stuff and Lady a in lot the water, of things. The happening, that, yeah, that M Night Shyamalan. All that trash. Out. 
Yeah, no, I think the problem with M. Knight is when he starts getting bigger budgets, he kind of starts getting Case a little point, too crazy. Ava- Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah, yep. I think that was like the biggest budget he had and the worst movie he's had. Yeah, so hopefully, I think I think this is a Blumhouse uh, and Universal sort of collaboration, but Blumhouse is probably putting the money behind it, so it's going to be much more low, low budget, so hopefully it kind of stays the same level that he's been at. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, so... Two weeks ago, we reviewed Kingsman, a Golden Circle, or the Golden Circle, I should say, and we were kind of confused why Elton John was in it. This story might be why. Came out this week in an interview with Taron Edgerton, who plays Eggsy in Kingsman. Taron Edgerton is going to be starring as Elton John in an R-rated semi-biopic on Elton's early days, Matthew Vaughn, the director of Kingsman, is going to be producing, and Elton John's production company is also going to be producing. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense that he was in Kingsman now. Sure. Yeah, it does. Uh, I don't know if it explains why he... I don't want to get too much into spoilers, but why he was in it so much. Uh, like, a lot. I think yeah. a cameo here or there explains it, but good God. Does does Taron Edgerton look like a young Elton John? Like at I all? I so. have no idea. I don't think so. Elton John. For, I'm too I young mean, to know what he he was up to when yeah, he was that young. I don't really know what Elton John looked like as a young man, but I can't imagine. Taron Edgerton's a pretty attractive sure, male. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feels like Elton John probably wasn't anywhere close to that level. But yeah. you know, semi biopic. That's how they're really raking you in. You had to yeah. suspend belief for a little bit. Yeah, Th- this will probably be pretty wacky depending on who's directing. Uh, yeah. I don't really have too many thoughts on this. Cool. Yeah, no, it could be interesting, especially that it's R-rated. I think it'd be fun. And I don't, be, I don't know too much about the, you know, his youth and yeah, yeah I learned something. Yeah, it's gonna be a musical too, and Edgerton can oh, sing. Oh, so. okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So cool on that. Next up, we got Keanu Reeves in an interview revealed that Bill and Ted Three is going to be titled Bill and Ted Face the Music. So for those of you unknowing about this, that's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, and then, what was the second Bill and Ted's Wild Ride or some yeah. shit like that? Yeah, Wild Wild West. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see these these movies ever? Uh, I Yeah, I've seen Excellent Adventure. I don't think I've seen the second one. Oddly enough, I'm pretty sure the first time I saw Ex- Excellent Adventure was like in, in, a, in a high school class, which is really? like a weird Really? They let you watch that? To be initiated into it. Huh. I, I don't have... A, a really nostalgic attach, attachment to the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was I've seen it maybe once or twice, and it's it's neat. <laughs> this is. Do they have the the blonde guy coming back? Yep, they're both coming back. Okay, In the, so they'll be really old, and it'll be like, I don't know if they'll act the same, or you know, who the hell knows how this is gonna go. Yeah, so what was kind of weird in the little short snippet that I saw from this interview where he was talking about this, first off, it's not even a for sure thing that's happening. They've just been okay. trying to get it made, which I makes sense. I don't think anyone's really clamoring for a Bill and Ted's 3. Um, basically, it's going to be them at their age that they are, super old, in marriage with kids, and they're like, someone comes to them and is like, you have to save the world, and they have to like, write a song or something to save the world and that's why they have to face the music these guys are like borderline mentally handicapped in these movies (laughs) and we're and like we're gonna see them with kids and like 401ks and like (laughs) then they do they like uh, i don't know another trilogy that should not happen Mm -hmm. but who who knows i mean keanu reeves 
generally takes okay projects. Yeah. And this one probably is pretty close to him, you know, his past. Uh-huh. So I feel like it won't suck that bad. Who knows, though? Yeah, I just don't think it. It probably just won't even get made. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Since sequels dominate our life right now, the next Thanks, news story. Millennials. Yeah, the next news story is uh, about the Alien franchise, which most recently had Alien Covenant. Ridley Scott, who is sort of the mastermind behind the whole thing, that to be honest, a lot of people don't want to be the mastermind behind it anymore. Uh, he wants the next Alien to focus on artificial intelligence, so essentially Michael Fassbender's character. Not the actual aliens slash xenomorphs. I'm very conflicted about this. I'm I'm okay with it. I just feel like Ridley Scott doesn't know what he's doing anymore. No. I I thought the most fascinating part. I mean, essentially, Covenant and Prometheus were about the AI. Yeah, like seventy percent of the movie was the AI, and like thirty yeah. percent you get xenomorphs. Yeah. I think the most fascinating part about Prometheus to me was sort of, like, the what constitutes, like, a person or something, like, having a soul or a mind or, like, thinking for itself and, like, being its own master. That's essentially what it was all about. It was all about creation and that kind of stuff. And that's how Michael Fassbender's character became, like, the center point because he was, like, obsessed with creation and, like, ruling himself and, like, creating yeah. something. And that's essentially what, the, what Covenant was about, too. I don't really know how much further you can go into it. <laughs> Basically, the next movie is instead of 70% AI, it's just 100% AI with no xenomorphs at all. Like, you've already pretty much made two Michael Fassbender movies featuring xenomorphs. I I don't know. Like, I want to see a movie focused on xenomorphs, kind of. Yeah, I know. I agree. But I think think to focus on the xenomorphs at this point, probably the most entertaining aspect of Alien Covenant, at this point, if you haven't seen it, sorry for this maybe mini-spoiler, was... Not even the beginning, not even, like, most of the middle. It was, like, the, like, 30-minute mark to, like, the 45-minute mark when they were, like, finding out that shit was going bad. Yeah, when it and, actually like, became a horror movie. Yeah, when it was, bit. like, going crazy and it was, like, pretty contained. I think that's the only way you can really do it with Xenomorphs, but it feels like his ideas, he wants to make it so much broader that yeah. you can't really do that. I'm excited for the day that somehow he steps away and we get another director attacking the Alien mm-hmm. universe. Well, he wants to make uh, five more, I think. Five yeah, more sequels, I think I saw so. that. Like he said something like, "I could make these yeah. till I die." Like he doesn't want to let this go creatively. So, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's it for movie news this week. We will move into TV news now. Last week was New York Comic Con and. The Punisher was supposed to be revealed there with, uh, I don't know if it was the debut episode or another trailer, and then a panel with everyone behind the show and all the actors and stuff. Obviously, last week, the Las Vegas shooting happened, and because the Punisher is really centered around vigilantism and gun violence, they pulled it, and now they're deciding to push the launch or release of the Punisher to who knows when. It's just essentially to be determined now. Yeah, I think this is a smart move. I mean, that movie is all about just, like, mowing people down with semi-automatics. So this would hit too close to home for people. And I don't feel like they made, like, a huge marketing push to be like, look what we're doing to save you trauma. Like, they did this with the right, you know, motive in mind. So kudos to them. 
you know, I'm still really looking forward to the Punisher, but this is, I think, the right move. Yeah, it's a it's a very respectable move, and it's obviously they're not just doing it to be like, look at us, we're we're super cool, we're super nice and thoughtful. I don't think like I don't think it's going to change the the amount of people watching. So I mean, it doesn't hurt them, but it's nice of them to do that and sort of keep a social conscience on their mind. Yeah, so good for them, for sure. Game of Thrones season eight, the final season is going to, I think it, I don't know if it's starting to film yet, but it's going to film until summer of next year, so summer 2018, which essentially means we're not getting it until early 2019, at the earliest. <sighs> that sucks. That sucks. I mean, it's it's good, because these are going to be the biggest and most insane and production-filled and CG-filled and biggest battles, like television that anybody has ever seen like these are going to be mini movies so i get why it's going to take them forever and i i I like that they're going to treat the final couple episodes with immense care and cement this is probably one of you know going down as the best tv show of all time but i just i want it now yeah no it hurts that we have to wait that long but you know if that's the time that they need to like do it right they need it and i'm fine with that What's crazy to me is that so this is gonna be six episodes of probably eighty minute eighty minutes each. A movie sometimes there's movies that are a hundred minutes and they take <laughs> right. two years to produce. Yeah, that is insane that they're doing six. So what I don't even what was that four hundred and eighty minutes of television. <laughs> that's that's like oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, I mean we saw their budgets. Like we thought it'd be more. So. What they're doing is is very impressive, and regardless of how controversial, uh, DB, I can't remember their Weniaus, Benioff and Weiss, Benioff and Weiss. That's what I'm trying <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Uh, regardless of the controversy surrounding their next TV show, I mean, I think all of us are going to be in to watch whatever these guys do do next because what they've done with with this show is extremely impressive. Most definitely. So. Yeah, so sorry if you're a Thrones fan, you're gonna have to wait a little bit longer. But you know, it's a gonna long, be glorious when it's long time. Trump will happens. almost be out of office by that point. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> That's something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Next TV news: We got Tremors. Uh, the they're making a TV series off of that. The pilot, which is going to be starring Kevin Bacon, begins shooting this month. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I'm excited for this. I have a weird nostalgia attachment to watching this show on TV, or not the show, this movie when it was on TV. This was this this movie still holds up. If you go back and watch Tremors, it's it's a decent popcorn flick, something to throw on. Have you ever seen these? I believe I've seen like bits and pieces growing up. I saw. Give them a watch this month, man. They're they're fun as hell. Um, yeah. So I think this could really hit. You know, you've got Stranger Things, which has paved the way for horror stuff on TV, mm-hmm. American Horror Story. Like people are receptive to fun horror TV. So I, I think this will be a, a hit if they do it right. This is the thing with like the weird like giant worms. I guess they're called tremors. Like yep. in like the desert kind of thing. Yep. Right? They can't see, uh, but they're in the desert, and if you run away, they can feel your vibra- vibrations. So a lot of a lot of standoffs where Kevin Bacon's like standing there, like, "What the hell do I do?" <laughs> Uh, it's it's they're they're fun they're they're a lot of fun nice interesting to see kevin bacon uh doing this but i guess i don't really know what else he has going on yeah i mean what was his last movie uh x-men that i saw yeah i think you're right he was i mean there's uh, probably more but 
he was in a TV show called The Falling, which was actually a decent. I heard sort it was pretty good. Thriller canceled, kind of thing. Yeah, it got canceled after two seasons. The first season was pretty good. Second season was whatever. It got kind of weird. So you know, good for them. Shout out to Kevin Bacon though for having the best direct TV commercial uh, that there has ever been. True. True. Okay. Yeah. So next up, we got uh, some Walking Dead news for any uh, zombie fans out there. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, the guy playing Negan, who is the current main bad villain on the show, has made it clear that he wants his own episode dedicated to him and his origin. Now, I quit The Walking Dead, I think, four episodes into last season, but I think Negan is probably like one of the best things to happen to this show in the past couple seasons. He's a little annoying and a little much at times, but at least he's entertaining. Yeah. So my thoughts on this are this is we're about to start the second half of the current season, right? Yeah, I think so. Or yeah, like we're at are we at a mid-season break right now or are we about to start a new season? I can't remember. Oh man, I don't really remember how it I works. think we're at a mid-season break right. No, 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 no. This is a new season because they always do yeah, new, new seasons se- in October. Yep, new season. So yeah. So here's my thing. The fact that this news came out I think cements that we're not getting rid of Negan for a long time because if he's talking about I want an origin episode, that means this entire season he doesn't die. And last season I thought we were getting close to them taking him down. Like he's already been around for like a season and a half. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of t- like I kind of want what's next after Negan. So the fact that he is like maybe next season I can have an origin story like yeah. kind of spoils that he'll probably be around and we're in for a lot more Negan. So a lot of people were quitting the show cuz they're like I'm tired of Negan, I want what's next. I don't know. I don't think this bodes well for for The Walking Dead. That being yeah. said, I would love a Negan backstory episode this season, but it doesn't sound like that's happening. I guess like the only way that it could happen would be like in like the second half of the season which airs in like whatever February and March after which they, they you're break. assuming hasn't been shot. I don't really know what their okay. shooting schedule is. It would make sense that it's already been shot, but I don't yeah. know. No, I quit just because I'm just I was fed up with just everything and how everything they're seems all, to be they're replaying all such itself. Idiots. Yeah, I yeah. I can't do it anymore. So, you know, I mean, hopefully you get, hopefully you get that. If you get that, maybe I'll watch that episode and then quit again. But we'll see what happens. I'm a glutton for punishment. I'll keep watching <laughs> if it gets any better. Hate watch. That's the move. Yeah. Last bit of TV news here. Netflix, everyone's favorite streaming service, is raising prices. Good. Oh no. By like a dollar. Yeah, every I'm pretty sure each so there's three different tiers and they're all just raising by a dollar. There's like the premiere service, which is you get like the highest quality and you can watch it on multiple devices. Then there's standard or normal, which is I think just bumping up to 10.99 a month or something like that, um, which is you get high quality, but you get to watch on like one device at a time. And then there's basic, which isn't changing until December, I think, which is you don't even get to watch HD. You don't get high <laughs> definition, which doesn't make sense. And you can only watch on one device anyways. Ugh. Uh, this, this to me isn't news. It's a dollar. Like they raise their prices once every what year and a half, two years. Yeah. It's a dollar. This is still a steal. Everybody loves Netflix. They're leading the cord-cutting revolution. Their stock is at an all-time high. Like, this is fine. Yeah, Raise it it five and people won't cancel. I think they're doing okay. I think people... um, I think the only problem that this could run into for Netflix is the fact that people seem to overreact to prices. I mean, look at how people react to movie prices over the past, whatever, ten years or so. Yeah. Which is only, like... Like, yeah, they're high, but it's also, like, 
is not that much higher than you were spending originally. I yeah. mean, any streaming service is still a steal. Yeah, so, absolutely. Until they all band together and just essentially become a cable provider in a way. Um, it'll Which be, is already happening, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only other problem I can see with this is that if people sort of freak out about the prices, they'll also bring up how they're dropping a bunch of series and going more in favor of originals, and then people might be like, oh, well, I only wanted Netflix because I want to watch How I Met Your Mother a million times. And over it's like, and hey, over. Maybe just buy the How I Met Your Mother DVDs if that's and all you have it forever. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I agree. I'm not going to stop paying for it. I'm going to keep it forever, to be honest. Yeah, and so. I'm not going to stop leeching off my friend who shares it with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's it for TV news this week. We're going to stop for a second. We're going to give ourselves our own little ad read right now. So if you go to glitchup.com, read some of our content. If you're listening to this podcast through GlitchUp, good for you. You'll see in the top right corner of the webpage, we got a little Amazon uh, ad link right there. Essentially, you click on that, you start, you buy anything that you're getting through Amazon in there, we get a little kickback off of what you're spending on that. Sort of helps us run the site a little bit better. We're putting money into this out of our own pockets. Obviously, no one's funding us for this at this point. <laughs> Um, the money that we get for it makes it easier to do everything that we're doing, and it also makes it easier to get more content up on the site and do all that stuff. So if you're shopping through Amazon, it's no extra cost to you, and if you want to support us, is a great way to do it. You literally just hit that. If you want to put in glitchup.com slash Amazon, go straight to that. There you go. You have it. When you're shopping on Amazon, stop, X out, put that in, come back, buy through that link, and we get a little help. Everybody orders on Amazon. It's just glitchup.com slash Amazon, and it'll help us out. Maybe we can finally get you a better mic. That's our ad. Hopefully you press the 30-second skip button, and we're back to trailers. <laughs> Trailer time. Yeah, so let's start off with some uh, movie trailers here. We got Yeah, we got about 10 trailers for you. So we're going to talk about them. Hopefully you've seen them uh, either from my trailer roundup that I do every Friday. Uh, we do have a couple new ones that came out today. You know, benefits of doing this on Monday. So yeah, so we'll start out with some movie trailers. First up, we got Replicas, which is a new Keanu Reeves movie. Essentially in this, it's Keanu Reeves is some sort of scientist, um, tech guy, and his family dies in a car crash, and he's sort of devoted to bringing them back to life, whether that's through replicas or clones, this kind of like false bodies, that kind of thing. That's essentially the main plot line. At some point... They spoil this in the trailer one minute in. His wife finds out that she died and is now a replica. I don't really know the exact, like, what's going on. Gonna have to watch the movie for that. But eventually people get mad that he's doing this. Yeah, this looks okay, I guess. I love Keanu Reeves in sci-fi, so... Funny, it's that in Blade Runner they're called replicants, and this is called replicas. <laughs> it's just essentially, I guess, not yeah, yeah similar to the, the plot. But, yeah, halfway through the trailer, you've probably got 80% of the movie spoiled for you, so yeah, this will put my butt in the, in the theater probably, especially with Movie Pass being so cheap. We'll probably do a review of this one. I mean, Keanu Reeves, sci-fi, for sure. it's and no brainer. I said this in the in the trailer roundup. The the trailer gives off sort of this it veering into some sort of action thriller vibe kind of thing. I feel like yeah. sort of the themes of this movie probably originally, I can imagine the script even being overhauled once they like looked it over. I imagine originally it was probably much more about sort of like the drama and the psychological aspect behind, you know, why he's doing that and actually the, the ethics 
of it. Yeah, that whole thing, which I think would be pretty interesting. So hopefully they don't completely lose that aspect once it veers. But into they're like, this, you're Keanu Reeves. Yeah, once it veers into you're the one being John Wick scientist uh, region yeah. there. But you know, yeah, no, I'm excited for it, and it should be it should be pretty interesting. Cool. The next trailer we got is Mayhem, which is a horror action movie. I guess would be the best way to put it. So this stars uh, Steven Yeun, who is from The Walking Dead. He played Glenn, R.I.P. And he works for a company, and in like like a big old corporate company, he gets fired. And before he leaves, they like quarantine off this uh, the the building, and they say there's been this virus spread. If you're affected by it, it basically just raises aggression on everyone to the point where they might straight up kill each other. And it hits him, and he's been fired, so he's ready to just go to town. He's ready to go. And so him and it looks like one other woman sort of just start fucking going crazy and attacking everyone, trying to kill each other, and he really wants to kill his boss now that he got fired for what seems unreasonably. It looks pretty entertaining. I think it debuted at South by Southwest, which is notorious for having sort of these more raunchy movies and horror movies, and it got pretty pretty good response to it so i'm pretty excited it looks a lot of fun yeah it's the second movie in two years which features a workplace being locked down you know nobody can get out and at some point everybody has to kill each other yep. with the belco experiment <laughs> coming out this year actually yep yeah that was i think this year. Or like, yeah so kind of a similar circumstance but yeah i've been waiting to see what steven yuen does now that he's done with walking dead mm-hmm. uh to, for lack of better words and yeah, this looks fun. Yeah, no, I'm happy to see him in, in something. He's probably my favorite person on The Walking Dead outside of Rick, obviously. Um, so it's nice to see him doing some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Next up, we got oh, we got some big hitters here. Pacific yes. Rim Two, which I believe is titled Pacific Rim Uprising. Yes, with no colon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no colon. Nice. So Pacific Two Uprising. Yeah. There you go. So that uh, first trailer just came out on Friday last week. Guillermo del Toro not returning to direct it. He directed the first one. Instead, we got Stephen DeKnight, who was the showrunner behind Spartacus and Daredevil, directed a few of the episodes, produced it all. He's directing this. It looks bonkers. Bonkers is the exact word. Uh, (laughs) This looks like... It, when I when it when it went off in the theater, my wife goes, "Is this? Do they really have another Transformers trailer already? Because <laughs> it's like it featured like a girl and the cameras like panning around her and there's like mechanical chaos going off everywhere." Um, and then the the Pacific Rim one soundtrack theme song came in and I was like, "Oh yes!" And then some shitty rap song came on. And I was like, "Oh, f- oh!" <laughs> uh, but this this looks like. They're toning back the seriousness of the first one a little bit and just going, like, let's get all these dudes to team up and wreak havoc. I don't really know what the plot is because it said they haven't had kaijus forever. Are these Jaegers, like, fighting, are countries fighting Jaegers against each other yet again instead of teaming up against kaijus? Like, it's just devolved back into other countries fighting each other? I truly have no idea, but it seems like Charlie Day based on his character from the first one, might be evil in this one, too, and they're kind of, like, obsessed with, like, bringing back the kaijus. Oh. So I think that... I didn't didn't take that away. I think that might be uh, a big aspect. That would be awesome if we get Charlie Day as the villain. Yeah, yeah, no. (laughs) I was just just hilarious. Or kaiju people! (laughs) Yeah, no, it it looks like they're just going full tilt into this just, like, ridiculous action sort of Japanese vibe, which is probably good. 
yeah, it's basically Power Rangers. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, looks awesome. Yeah. Popcorn movie. For sure. Next up, we got Justice League, uh, which is technically the second trailer, but we weren't able to talk about the first trailer. <laughs> Justice League is, you know, pretty straightforward. You got Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, um, Aquaman. And then a robot yeah. that no one knows. Cyborg. And, yeah, Dumb. so so this is a new one. For some reason, every DC trailer has to be, like, three and a half minutes long, which is yeah. insanity. Because everything's slow-mo. They don't have enough time to get actual action across the screen when everything's, like, eight seconds long for, the, like, someone to eat a potato chip. True, true. That's a good point. So the trailer, personally, in my point of view, wasn't that great. But no. it does seem to me that they are they're going a little bit more for like the more fun less sort of like dreadful dark like gritty vibe which is good yeah it looked it looked fun i i think they're trying to find the balance between like a snyder slow-mo dark no color palette film Mm -hmm. and not trying to be the avengers or marvel yep so they're trying to get closer to marvel without just being fun and silly so I didn't love the trailer, but I liked the tone. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I totally totally agree with that. Um, the BVS Batman versus Superman trailer was also pretty good, um, but that movie was a complete mess. I think I kind of got more shit than it needed to get. This looks better than that was. You're coming off Wonder Woman, so hopefully that kind of leaks into the mm-hmm. quality of this movie as well. So yeah, um, one major thing with this is so Zack Snyder. Obviously, he directed Man of Steel and uh, Batman vs. Superman. He directed most of this, but then um, he had a personal tragedy happen, and so he just completely stopped, backed off, and they brought in Joss Whedon, who um, is famous for creating Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, directing the Avengers, writing the Avengers, uh, actually both Avengers movies, and then so he, he hopped off. I think he was developing another movie for DC, and they were like, hey, like, you're clearly good at these team-up movies. You want to hop in. And so he rewrote some stuff, and then apparently he directed some reshoots. I don't know how much to, how much reshoots he's doing, but it's clear that he's probably thrown it a little bit more of that fun vibe. Yeah, he's really good at writing people quipping with each other. Mm-hmm. So there will be a lot of good little quips and insults, and you know the, the conversations that he writes into these movies are always fun. The one thing that I have found a recurring theme is I think – most of the Flash's lines have not landed for me. Agreed. He just looks like I love that actor. I've seen him in some really good stuff. Like we need to talk about Kevin, some other movies. He's a good. He's a good dude, but his writing so far has been poor. Yeah, he's really good. It's clear that they're just trying to use him as sort of comedic relief and just like a yeah. stupid young kid. And it's like yeah. we get it. Maybe also the cyborg looks boring <clears throat> and generic as hell. Yeah. Does any like is he? Does anyone Who, care about I, him? I, I've never even heard of that know. superhero before. Me neither. We're not the biggest. We don't have the biggest back knowledge of comic book fans, so we're probably people listening. are like, oh, you're kidding? <laughs> you don't know cyborg? But yeah, I don't. I don't know this dude. And I don't care. Yeah, about him. he just he looks dumb. Also, not charismatic or interesting at all. But yeah, no, I'm excited for this. Uh, I mean, I'm going to see it. Hopefully it's not too CGI-driven, even though that's completely what it looks like. Yep. So the last movie trailer for the week is for The Babysitter, which is going to be premiering on Netflix, I believe. It might be this Friday, actually. So this is essentially just sort of like a B-movie, very campy vibe. Um, This kid is getting babysat by this, you know, whatever, hot high school girl. He's 
like 10 years old and is just like oh my gosh she's so pretty and then he sneaks out watches them and they are committing a sacrifice in his house (laughs) and he's like oh shit and yeah then that happens all hell breaks loose all hell breaks loose yeah this i mean this is what i always assumed my babysitters were doing when i went to bed (laughs) so it's finally i can finally see this this come to light Mm -hmm. This looks like kind of a Tucker and Dale versus mm-hmm. Evil type comedy where it's fun mm-hmm. and campy and does have some horror. Probably not too many like actual scares, but it just looks like a fun, fun ass holiday movie or fun ass Halloween movie. Yeah, I think I think it should be pretty entertaining. Kind of just like a you're you're a few drinks deep and you're staying in on a Friday night or something and you just throw it on. Um, sh- yeah. Should be pretty entertaining. I, what was weird during the trailer is they kept throwing up Mick G's name because he directed it and it's like. Why are you throwing his name at me? First off, that's not even a real name, and also he hasn't made a anything director, really that yeah. good in a while. So he does hold a special place in my heart for I believe I believe Chuck. being the showrunner and director. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he did OC too, which I never watched, but uh, Pat Glitch Up really likes that. Um, but I love Chuck, so this this should be fun. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, look look for that. That should be up this weekend. Okay, so now that we've finished up with movie trailers, we can move into TV trailers here. First up, we got Jack, the Jack Ryan series that's coming from Amazon, centered around the Jack Ryan character that we've seen in several movies. Uh, this time we got John Krasinski, a.k.a. Jim Halpert from The Office, starring as Jack Ryan, now that he's, like, a buff man. And so, yeah, this is just a teaser trailer, like a quick 30-second thing. Don't really have that big of a reaction to it other than the fact that he's staring at the camera like Jim Halpert always does. I don't know. You must not have seen the the longer trailer that came out. There's like a two-minute one mm. um, that, that hit early. It might have been today because when I Googled to watch before the podcast, I watched a longer one. Yeah, this is Jim from The Office as a fucking badass. And I haven't seen the Michael Bay movie with him and a bunch of other dudes. Have you? Yeah, 13 hours. So... Can you buy him as a badass? Like, is he a badass in that movie? Because I, I just see Jim. I, I can buy him as a badass, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, then this might work. I don't know, like, really who's behind it. And Jack Ryan, what is that? Like, is that... So that was uh, that was Tom Clancy novels. Ah, okay, that's what and I thought. And so, like, Harrison Ford was Jack Ryan. Alec Baldwin might have been Jack Ryan for a movie. Ben Affleck was okay. Jack Ryan. And then Chris, P- Chris Pine was the most recent Jack Ryan. Oh, yeah, okay. For me, it looks fine. Kind of like a, a Homeland. Mm-hmm. Rip, uh, no, maybe like the same kind of tone. Yeah. I still see Jim, so maybe I need to see 13 Hours, and then maybe I'll be excited for this. But, hey, Amazon throwing money at, at decently high-budget shows. This looks all right. Yep, should be should be pretty good, and that's debuting next year. Next up, we got Dark from Netflix, which... Whew, man, I don't even know if there's a way to explain this. It's the like hell uh, is this? So it's set in like a small German town in the eighties, maybe? I don't really know. Well that the whole trailer is like it's not who, it's not what, it's not why. It's when. So we we don't know when it's set, I don't think. Yeah, so it's like a couple kids disappear or something, and then also there's time travel behind it, so I don't know if the kids die or they're time traveling or what the deal is, but yeah. it's it, apparent by the name. It is a very dark and eerie, creepy trailer. Dude, it looks awesome. And it looks great. I don't even care if it's going to be like an all-German. I don't know if it's going to be, but it looks awesome. Oh, yeah, I'll there was it. no dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, look, definitely watch this trailer. Netflix continuing to pump out great stuff. This looks really fun and that'll really, really, really dark. Yeah, and that'll be uh, that'll be December, so that'll sort of ward off those like post 
Stranger Things Season 2 depression a little bit there, yes. so that'll be nice. Uh, next up, we got Future Man, which is from Hulu, just running through all the streaming giants here. Future Man is centered on a sort of a slacker of a young man, maybe a teenager, I guess. Basically, he just plays video games all the time, and he's the first person to beat this video game. And then, like, immediately after he beats it, two people from the future bust through his wall and are like, you're our savior, you have to help us, like, save the save the world or whatever. And it's, it's coming from Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, who, you know, they made... This is the end. Super bad. All the Seth Rogen stuff. They're also behind Preacher, which is on AMC, which is actually a pretty good show. You know, this sounds like it's very, like, kind of like sci-fi-y, but also it seems like stupid comedy as well because the big aspect of it is, like, the guy that they need to kill gets herpes, and then the kid is like, well, we just, just we should just stop him from getting herpes, and then we'll be good. And that's, like, what the whole trailer is centered around. Yeah, this stars Peter from... Hunger Games? Peter? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's doing stuff now, uh, now that Hunger Games is done. <laughs> Fairly big things for him. Uh, this, I thought, has the tone of like Chuck. So initially I was like, this, what the hell is this? Oh, it looks kind of fun. <laughs> I might give it a watch. Like, this will be a, a show that I, I don't watch with my wife. I just watch like alone. Yeah. Uh, it looks fun. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I think it should, should be kind of interesting and sort of I mean, the, the plot is just something that I wish would have happened to me, you know, when I was <laughs> that age. So, yeah, I could kind of re- just live vicariously through the show. Yeah, for sure. Next up, we got Marvel's Runaways, which I don't... What is what is this going to be on? Do you know? Hulu, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, it might be Hulu as well. So, this is a, obviously based on a Marvel comic series, The Runaways. <laughs> the trailer is really interesting. Bunch of high school kids all get together and hang out they find like this like secret passageway in the one kid's house and essentially all their parents are like in a cult and they're like sacrificing some girl and they like see that and then i don't really know how this played like do they all have superpowers then i don't really know how this is like a comic i don't know and again comic book people are going to be listening to this and be like i wish these guys did a better podcast and knew more about comic book movies but listen this isn't a comic book podcast this is general movies and tv um this looks kind of like a just a cw version of superheroes like we already have like arrow and flash and stuff but it looks okay actually yeah the uh the dialogue these are my notes from it basically the dialogue seems terrible and the acting is kind of not doesn't seem too great and the tone kind of felt off in the trailer but it does feel like pretty interesting it looks like Mm -hmm. it could be pretty intense they're just kind of like it seems like they just really need to know how to balance the tone yeah like they got to decide if they're marketing to like teens Mm -hmm. or you and you and yeah but give it a watch Yeah, they were going from like it's got to be better than the defenders oh for sure they were going from like shots of like the high school kids just doing high school things to like one of the parents having like a girl tied up in the back of his van and i was like wow yeah (laughs) the tone is all over the place that doesn't work the last trailer we have this week is the new season of the x-files just released their trailer and yeah so that's that's it's the x-files yeah, I feel like yeah. you probably know what the X-Files are. This is on my list of like TV shows that I really need to watch someday. Yeah. But there's so many episodes. 
yeah, I, I've, I've never watched it, and obviously, like, people loved it when it was originally on. It just came back last year, two years ago, for another yeah. season, and then they're just doing this final season, it seems like. Oh, this is the final one? I believe so. Really, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure, like, the original series is pretty good, but this just kind of, like, my response was cool nice end of the world plot line for me it was i wish i didn't watch this because they talk about spoilers about what happens with the characters and i don't want to say what happens but i was like oh well i guess that's a thing that happens to the characters and then i saw like alien long fingers and i was like oh yes i love (laughs) aliens so for me it made me want to start x files i've been told there are so many filler and bad episodes like there are lists out there that say if you want to catch up on on x files don't watch everyone. Here are the ones you need to watch, and you'll save you know, 30% of the viewing on the shitty episodes. So whenever I find that, I'll tweet it out, And because I think one day I want to tackle the backlog of X-Files, because I like this trailer. I love Alien, so I was pumped to see something like this. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely, obviously, like, sci-fi and kind of horror and I think that would be pretty entertaining. I just don't know if I want to commit time to it. Yeah, it's a big backlog. Yeah, so that's it for, you know, all the news and trailers of the week. We will move into our Blade Runner 2049 review here. Yes. And we will, again, let you know once we veer into spoiler territory, we'll start out just sort of with initial baseline thoughts, what we liked, what we didn't like, without actually spoiling anything. Uh, do you want to start with something that you liked? Yeah, I'm going to steal exactly what you're going to talk about first, <laughs> was that this movie was visually incredible. Mm-hmm. This movie, every scene that I saw was basically a series of shots that I want to set as my desktop wallpapers on every dual monitor setup that I have. The really dark scenes, the city scenes, the light scenes, the desert scenes. There, there isn't one shot in this movie that is wasted, and it is a beautiful, beautiful movie. And what we need to decide right now is how we want to pronounce the director's name. Because I've heard Dennis Villanova, I've Wrong. heard Dennis Villeneuve, Denny, Denis. I think it's Denis, Denis Villeneuve, Denis Villeneuve, Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, this is okay. French Canadian. Denis Villeneuve. Okay, so it is Denis. I mean, I've listened to podcasts yeah. this week. Popular I, podcast still calling him Dennis. Yeah, like, I got. I got people still don't have this. Right. I got lucky and listened to like a commentary that he did for one scene of Blade Runner, and he like said his name. Right. And he's like, "Hello, my name is Denis Villeneuve." <laughs> I am the director. And I was like, all right, finally, I know. Before we get too far, he directed many, many good movies over the last couple of years. I'll let you rattle them off so the, the listeners are more familiar. Yeah, so Denis directed Arrival, uh, which was, I believe that was last year. That was a big, big hit. Won a couple Oscars. Prisoners, yep. that starred Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. That was sort of like a child abduction thriller. Enemy, which also starred Jake Gyllenhaal. Sort of as like, man, I still don't. You want to see a mind blown yeah. movie, like mind, like, poof, like watch that movie. Yeah, I still like don't even know how, Enemy. how to Incredible describe movie. what was going on. Yeah, that's pretty much. Th- those are pretty much his his American side movies. And he's here. also penning the Dune reboot. Yep, which I've never seen the original and don't like. I think it's from a book. Yeah, but people are really pumped that he's helming this this one. Yep, he might yep. he might do a Cleopatra movie with uh, Angelina Jolie. Yep. He's he is in my mind the best director working right now. 
So start with what you liked. I stole visually. I'm sure you're going to touch on that. Yeah, well. the visuals, man. It, it was uh, cinematic porn. Yeah, it was beautiful. Every every shot was great. This is this is a nerd moment. Roger Deakins was a cinematographer. He has been snubbed for Oscars his entire career. He's super old, but he has been just... He has made some beautiful movies, and he's never gotten any credit for it from the academy hopefully this does it because every scene like you said i want to make it my wallpaper literally every shot yeah like every scene like wide wide lingering shots and like that that'll move me into my next point was that the cg i thought was absolutely perfect Mm -hmm. this is the first movie that i've ever seen in my entire life where there was literally no part where i said ah that's cg (laughs) It was beautiful. Every single shot. The CG was incredible. I was blown away. I I will touch on this probably in the spoiler section. There is one scene. The CG is so amazing. It it just it doesn't make sense that we can do this. Yeah, it was incredible. It's there is unbelievable the, CG. The, this aspect isn't really a spoiler. There's a character in the film that is essentially just like a like a digital companion to yes. Ryan Gosling and because she's just essentially like a digital aspect she'll like have like her full form like a normal human but also the cgi they did it in such a way that she's sort of transparent at times so you can see like right. certain like, lights behind her and that is just, it's just it's insane like they, they made her look so human but also there were such subtle touches that you could tell like she was a hologram like visually i i cannot wait i, I want to see this again very quickly yep I, coming out of yep. it, I sat in my car and I was like, oh, wow, I need to probably go see this again on Monday. Um, <laughs> yeah. What else? So, yeah, I I, more. The, the score, I, I mean, doubling, if I want to double up, I'm going sound design and score, which are two separate things. But the score was phenomenal. Hans Zimmer coming back in and killing it like I know. He, I know. he usually does. People have been hating on him for like a little bit. Everyone that's like, oh, he's not that great. No, he did amazing yeah i'll go ost i thought was very original and great kind of an overabundance of like loud blaring horns Mm -hmm. but uh, some people said it was obnoxious i i I thought it fit the tone really well this is a much darker movie than the first one which is just a bunch of synths and and yeah the sound design the action scenes of the sound design like the sound design and the action scenes was incredible sound design and soundtrack blew me away I got some Interstellar vibes from the soundtrack. Oh, for well. sure, for sure. And I yeah. think that was Hans as well. And Yeah, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hans is a lot horns, so it makes sense. But yeah, I don't think it, did, it, it didn't detract at all. During the movie, I was just yeah. like the entire time was like, I actually had to stop and think to myself when the score was going off. I was just kind of like, wow, this is actually really perfect for this scene. I've got one of my final likes without spoilers is I really, really liked how this movie was very self-contained. And they took the original and just made a follow-up to the original without saying we're gonna set up this blade runner cinematic universe they made a movie that pretty much ends at this movie and didn't feel like one giant cock tease for the next movie i love that they did that yeah and they didn't even they didn't even focus too much on like rehashing the actual blade runner movie i know like the big aspect of blade runner is is harrison ford's character a replicant or human they Mm -hmm did not seem to care about it without getting too much into spoilers you're still left with that same question yeah yeah which is which is nice and yeah like you said they're it didn't feel like they were clearly trying to set anything up and that is that is a welcome sort of 
vibe to get from a movie in this era of setting up universes and constant sequels. Yeah, my favorite YouTube film reviewer, Chris Stockman, said, like, people are going to see, like, young kids are going to see this movie and want to make movies. Because it was visually incredible, it was was so well shot, it was well acted. Yeah, let's get into what we didn't like without spoilers. Unless you have anything more. Yeah, no, I don't have anything else for uh, likes here. We can go into dislikes here. I think, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler, I think Jared Leto was a little bit underutilized. It was kind of surprising to me the amount that he was used, or rather the lack of amount that he was used. Mm -hmm. It was nice to see that he wasn't being ridiculous like he is in real life so that was (laughs) nice but i also i also think he could have been used a little bit more yeah i'll touch a little bit more on that in spoilers i think yeah i will hold that till spoilers but i'm i'm with you so this is a problem that i had with the first one and i guess we should announce going into this movie two different frames of reference here i did see the first one you have not seen the first one correct okay did you watch any like recaps on the first one or did you go in pretty much fresh I no, I didn't watch any recaps on the first one. I know like the main sort of like hubbub about obviously Harrison Ford's character, but that's the only thing I know. Okay. If you so my one of my issues with the first one was the pacing, uh, very slow burn detective noir pace of the first one. And I went into the movie thinking this is a sci-fi movie that I missed in my youth. My parents did not get me to see Blade Runner. This is like a Star Wars movie that I missed that I'm so pumped to see. Yeah. And it is slow and brooding and melodramatic and nuanced and uh so i knew what i was getting into with this one um but they they did take the same approach to the pacing it did feel a little bit long uh there were there were a lot of shots that you know they lingered and they took a while to develop and that's fine they're you know they wanted to make it similar in tone to the first one but i think they could have cut 20 or so minutes from this movie because it's already long and i think that's turning people off I, I do agree that it was it there was at times where it kind of felt slow. It is obviously mm-hmm. like you said a slow burn, but yeah, I mean that sort of that really suited the movie. I don't I don't know if you could cut twenty minutes off. I don't know if you could cut fifteen minutes off. In my mind, just... we'll get into spoilers on what I think they could have cut. But no, I, I'd love to hear your input on what I think they could have cut. Yeah, no, I just I, sure. I don't think you I don't think you could have cut anything. I thought it was kind of like perfect the way that it was, and you know. I just I thought everything built into the actual theme of the story, moving the story along, sort of world building, all the, those three things sort of combining, I think, is the reason that it needed to be that long. And I know that it's yep. slow, but people, I think, need to get over that fact. For sure. What else did you like? I've got two tiny ones. Yeah, I don't really have anything uh, dislike that I can't can say without okay. spoiling. Real quick, I thought the action was a little light, but... The, like the first movie had like no action <laughs> so it, but the action that they did have it was really good like well shot cg was just perfect uh, very very great direction but yeah i think the original didn't have much i you should not go into blade runner expecting the force awakens this is not that that type of movie and then we'll talk about this very briefly but story-wise like i'm still a little confused like this was not spelt out perfectly for audiences which is fine but there, there are a couple things that in the story, like, I still don't really know what's going on. So, 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, that is definitely more of a spoiler conversation, but the story is a bit confusing at times, and I... Especially if you hadn't seen the And original. I hadn't seen the original, and also I missed the first five minutes going into the movie, because oh, my movie really? pass like, oh. wasn't activated when I first tried buying, and then I had to like activate it. And they did a decent job telling you a lot about what the first movie entailed in the like opening oh, really? cards, mm. so you you did miss a lot. Like They assumed a lot of people are going to see this, assuming it's like, an action movie, and they didn't yeah heard of the first one they did a pretty good job summing up the first movie so that sucks that you missed that luckily one bonus is that it is slow enough at points that one of the one of the first scenes that i got into i was able to look up on my phone what i missed in the first couple minutes there you go (laughs) so that was nice but yeah there were parts that i was just completely confused about not even just without having seen the the previous movie just sort of the actual what this movie meant that i had to sort of read about afterwards so before we get into spoilers for people that want to turn this off, let's give it a rating. Um, I will let you go first. What is your rating, A to F, for Blade Runner 2049? A. Okay, I'm right there with you. I, I will give it um, right on the border. I'm going to give it an A-. minus. Okay. But I, I'm right there with you. This movie is... it. If you like cinema, you need to go see this movie twice. Yep. I would if you've never seen the original go see it if you've seen the original go see it yesterday and go see it twice I'm, I want to go see this again yeah I would even say not doing letter grades I'm just going in percentage I would say a 95 out of 100 I think in my mind that's that's I think literally an A an A is a 92 is it yep. well if you're on like Catholic school <laughs> grades like us like public school i think i think a minus is 90 percent, but that's neither here nor there if if we're going there i would yeah i'd give it a 90 percent. okay all right yeah like a 9.0 out of 10 yeah so we and why don't you guys tell us what rating or what rating scale do you like a to f or zero to 100 because we'll change it we don't give a shit uh i'll give it an a minus or 90 percent 9.0 or 95 but we both clearly recommend seeing it so definitely go see it. awesome awesome movie so spoilers turn it off if you haven't seen this movie or you don't want to be spoiled we're going to go into liked and didn't like spoilers right now yep spoiler time as already said uh the the cgi mainly cgi character even though like she's technically not actually cgi but she was mainly cgi'd in or cgi affected joy mm-hmm. i think her name was was yep. you know ryan gosling's little digital wife there she was great mainly the scene where she syncs up with like the the prostitute lady maybe i think she's a prostitute (laughs) that was yeah first off mind-blowing also pretty like emotionally affecting that was crazy yeah that was amazing so the girl she syncs up with isn't that the blonde from san junipero of black mirror it is yes okay uh, this was the, the, on the top of my liked spoiler list as well. Joy was her name. I thought she was a great love interest for Kay. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense. Like, he's an AI. He doesn't relate to other humans. And this, I guess, is a spoiler, but they spoil this within the first 10 minutes of this film. Ryan Gosling is a replicant. He's a robot. He is not human. And he has a AI companion. And I thought she was fantastic as well. She's, like, shot up my, like, top 10 females that i'm obsessed with like like number three to two potentially the sex scene was really well done the really good cg and him coming full circle at the end seeing an ad for her yep when he realized that she called him joe because it was part of her programming i thought he was gonna blow his brains out he was so sad and like broken in that scene 
So yeah, I'm right there with you, Joy. I thought it was a really great part of this movie. Yeah, and it, it's amazing that it's hard to sort of figure out because they really toy with your mind the entire time. You're like, wow, like she, you know, like whatever she is, is like this digital thing, but she like actually loves him and she's like yeah. invested in like what he believes. But then you realize that's literally just what the point of that product is. Yeah, and it's it's kind of sad in a way. Like mm-hmm. it it sucks that big spoilers that Kay had to die at the end like knowing he potentially had never experienced real love yep. so that was i think heartbreaking and that unless you have more to talk about on joy i want to go into my next point go ahead. i'm not the biggest ryan gosling fan and i think you are oh, i love him so we we, we kind of clash there i think he's boring as hell in most roles that he plays yeah. and for this movie it worked He's a boring robot that's not really supposed to have many emotions. So this is the first movie where I walked away like Ryan Gosling killed it this movie. I loved his performance. He usually bores me to tears, but it played to his strengths. Um, when he fi- two, two scenes stick out. When he finds out he's basically not the one slash Neo in this movie. Yep. When he finds out he's not the one robot that helped, re- you know, was born of a replicant for the first time ever. Like he, you could see the disappointment all over this guy's face. And when he heard an ad call him Joe and he realized like my love with joy is a lie. I thought Ryan Gosling killed at this movie. The moments where he thinks he's actually human too is Mm -hmm. he, he really conveys that sort of like intrigue and excitement like not even in yeah. full excitement like usually like when you say excitement it's like oh, oh let's go but it's like he's really like sort of toned down which i think is the kind of actor that he is he's not sort of like showy he's much more sure. muted like you're saying kind of boring at times but the way that he he played it made me actually truly think he might actually be human which yeah. is what the entire because movie he was starting to believe about. it yeah yeah, yeah. I thought the one scene where he, like, exploded was really good because he held back, like, him freaking out the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And then the one scene where he basically is, like, being almost told verbatim that he is not a robot. He was like, fuck! He, like, freaked out. Remember, he was in that, yeah. you know what scene I'm talking yep. about. Like, that that was really good. Kudos to Gosling. First time I've ever liked his performance. Yeah, yeah. And on that same note, I think Harrison Ford seemed like he was having more fun than... The Force Awakens, he had a blast, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the first time I've seen him try in anything or seem interested <laughs> yeah. in doing something. In, like, 15 in years. Forever. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. Good on him. Yeah, Harrison Ford was great in this movie. That final scene, too, with him was, like, mm-hmm. probably the most emotion he's ever showed in ever, and that was, like, the perfect end to the movie. Yeah, so I guess, like, my only other big sort of spoilery like outside of just liking the entire movie was the actual the theme of the entire movie was sort of and this is this was still confusing to me like throughout the movie and coming out i had to like figure it out afterwards anyways which is again like sort of like a dislike at the same time but the fact that like it was essentially about you know ryan gosling believing this the audience believing that he is the one that he's like an actual living thing that wasn't, yeah. you know, just created to do, like, this one task. And have you just, like, believe this and really think about, like, what it means to be, like, human versus mm-hmm. being not human or a robot or something. And, like, the actual human experience, especially that those final two minutes, probably, when he's it's snowing outside and he's dying on the doorsteps after, you know, like, completing, like, his final little mission there. And, like, he's looking at his hand, looking at the snow falling on his hand, and you can tell that, like, he, like, you know, even though he knows that he's not the one, he's kind of realizing, like, at least I'm still, like, feeling something. Like, this entire yeah. time I thought 
I, wa- I was it. I'm not actually it. But, you know, maybe that's what this actually is. Maybe it's just actually feeling something. And then you move to inside where his... Not not his sister, actually, because that was apparently bullshit, too. Um, yep. Where the actual one is. And she is also, like, creating a memory of snow. Mm-hmm. And she's looking at her hand with the snow. But she's trapped in that room. She can't do anything. It's just almost as if he's the actual person living and she even though she's a human she's not which i thought was a be- that's deep a, that's deep AF. a beautiful end yeah i loved the ending when he's looking at a snowflake on his hand i just I, I was thinking like he's thinking every snowflake is unique i am not a copy even though memories were put in my head i'm unique and i've fulfilled a unique purpose and i've, I've meant something so even though he had that like breakdown mo- moment with joy, I still think he died, and I think it's very clear that he died oh, at yeah. the end. I think he he died, th- you know, fulfilled. Yeah, in, in my opinion, definitely. Yeah, it was it was a it was a bittersweet ending, and mm-hmm. I think it honestly kind of fucked me up. Like coming out of the movie, I was like, oh man, <laughs> that was that yeah. was deeper than I was expecting it to be. I, I loved the ending. Yeah, very good stuff. Yeah, what do you have anything else uh, specific likes? Uh, a couple more. I thought Love, which is the main henchman underneath yep. Jared Leto, I thought she was great. I don't know this actress. I looked her up on IMDb. I've never seen her yeah, in anything else, but I thought she was a great villain. I'll talk more about her versus Jared Leto in Don't Like, but I thought she was a... I mean, she was the antagonist, basically. Like, she was the main villain of this movie. Yeah, I thought she was really good. She had a very sort of nuanced portrayal of that of that character she's a replicant as well for anyone listening that didn't know that i thought this is going into a dislike quick not to cut off your likes but at the end she sort of loses that nuance to the role and that kind of bothered me it was kind of like oh wow well she was really great and sort of a reflection of what gosling was feeling at the time and then it just sort of ended into her just being like a killing machine yeah and i I don't want to get too much into it because it's kind of a spoiler, but I didn't really understand like what her motive was. She just wanted to be the best badass. Yeah, that's like, what she literally like. said, like, I'm the best yeah. at one point. Um, but we'll get into that shortly. I also thought Dave Bautista was extremely good. Like, obviously, we all know Dave Bautista is a good actor now because in Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Volume 1 and 2, he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was really good in that opening scene. Um, so I really like Dave Bautista. And then, yeah, I like the final confrontation. And... That'll lead me into don't don't like spoilers. I liked that the final confrontation was you, you've never seen a final confrontation where ba- basically people are like punching each other to death while a ship is sinking yep. and Harrison Ford's like <laughs> like can he barely breathe like flopping around like an idiot. But I didn't like that we never got really any final confrontation with the actual like main baddie of the movie, which is Jared Leto. So let's go into don't like spoilers. Yep, no final fight with him like. He just talked a bunch like he just smoked his first bowl of weed and was like, I know stuff now. And like he never fought anybody. And I don't know, underutilized, if you want to call it that. But I liked what he was doing, but he was the main villain. and He didn't get a final fight. Yeah, it was kind of weird that he just sort of fell by the wayside there after he like kind of set him off, set Harrison Ford off to be shipped to whatever the the faraway land was. The off world. Yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think lives in off world? Because it was insinuated that it's just a better torture environment, I think. Yeah, that's what that's... What, what, like, we're going home. We're going to off-world. Like, is it just, like, they have better torture devices there to, like, make Harrison Ford hate his life? And 
I I mean yeah. I don't know. So we're getting know. into story parts that we didn't understand. Yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a fair amount of story parts I didn't understand. But yeah, no, I agree with the with the Jared Leto thing. That was sort of like an unfulfilling role, it felt like, and an unfulfilling storyline there. So Jared Leto is a human, right? Yes. So I guess it wouldn't have been much of a final fight. So I get why they did it. Yeah. I... Like he's a human, he's not like Ryan Gosling's gonna fuck him up. Although I guess you know what this—I mean, this could technically be sort of like the end of a storyline because, you know, the final scene that he's in, he's trying to get Harrison Ford to talk. He brings back Harrison Ford's lover or whatever from Blade Runner as a like newly created replicant, and Harrison mm-hmm. Ford points out that he got the eye color wrong. Yep. And Jared Leto's character is blind, so it's kind of hilarious that he lacked the vision <laughs> to get it yep. correct. Um, but it feels like maybe, I guess technically you could view it this way, maybe that was sort of the final story blow to him being like, you know, you're this great at yeah. creating all this stuff, you couldn't even create this thing perfectly to just convince a real person to tell you That's what you true. Want. Maybe that was the, the final fight that, you know, put his character yeah, away. because he was sort so. of obsessed with creation and stuff like that, so that could be yeah. it. Anything else on Leto? No, nothing, nothing else on him. Do you? No, I was going to go into just things in the story that I'm still confused about. I'm okay. Give me. I got one. Unless one you have more, a couple more. more. Yeah. Then we'll close with like lingering questions. Yeah. One more major dislike is sort of that scene where Gosling is officially told that he's not the one, and that it's actually a girl that is the mm-hmm. the, the the child. That whole scene, you know, while I appreciate like they did that, and I liked sort of Gosling's sort of like subtle response to that. It was really sort of just like cliche like rebellion kind of scene and then like everyone like yeah. walks out they're like this is the rebellion we need you for this rebellion <laughs> and it's like oh come on that was one of the things that i noticed too where she's kind of talking to him and telling him the story and then she's like there are many of yeah. us and you hear like when <laughs> everyone starts like walking like like 20 minutes before where she's like okay i'm gonna give him a speech (laughs) and then for maximum impact when i say there are many of us i want the numbers to feel big start splashing through the water and come through like that was kind of lame yeah yeah i'm with you yeah that was that was some major movie bullshit right there yeah what else dislikes before we get into story things we don't fucking get i don't have any other specific dislikes okay so a couple things i'm still confused about the scene so here's the thing that i think could have been cut so you've got the scrappers slash junkers that they shoot K down and he walks away kind of with no issues because love saved him yep. and then immediately goes to the um, the orphanage thing. Or the orphanage, yeah. yeah. That was ten minutes or so that didn't really have any additional consequences. We didn't lose or we didn't learn any more about the backstory. Like, why were they shooting him? Why are they just like, we want to scrap his ship? So, do you mean the following scene where he's, like, in the orphanage or no, him getting shot down? No, the one before. Down? Him getting shot down and, like, the the Tuscan Raiders basically coming down. <laughs> like, arr, arr, arr. I don't know. Like, I, it didn't seem like it filled much of I think it served probably one – the main point that it probably served was that um, Love was following him. Sure. Just to kind of show, like – she wants what he wants yep. at this point. Yeah. She knows what he's after. Okay. Yeah, I think that would probably be the So I think point. they could have made that clear in shorter amount of time. Mm-hmm. I want to get into the big question of the movie, uh, unless you have more <sighs> tiny story elements that you Def- have. No, definitely the big question of the movie. 
Well, I, I think this is the big question. Is This is has been the big question for a long time. But walking out, I was convinced Deckard was a replicant. And then I thought about it. There's no explicit telling that he's a replicant. I thought the big, like, um, House of Cards lady. Yep. President. I thought her saying, like, this is impossible meant that it's impossible that two replicants created a child. But really, she's just saying, like, it's impossible that a replicant had a child, and it's not explicitly stating that Harrison Ford is human or replicant. So what do you think at this point? Is he a replicant? I truly have no idea. Because I don't know if you know, the, the burning question of the last fucking 30 years is, is Harrison Ford a replicant from Blade Runner? Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Um, my big question, which kind of, like, goes into this, kind of, like, feeds into it, yeah. was the whole, the, the, the actual child thing. Does this mean that two replicants can just have sex and have a child? Because have no other two replicants ever fucked each other? Yeah, so that leads into that. Um, one, is Harrison Ford a replicant? Does he have artificial sperm? Yeah. To imp- like, and the other replicant has artificial eggs? Or do, do replicants reproduce in another way? Or two, is it a mix of a human, Harrison Ford, and the replicant, Rachel being able to somehow create this so that is the big question and i think they left it ambiguous just like the first one it's up to you well yeah no they left it ambiguous as to whether it's two replicants or a human and replicant i just like i just i just want to know what you like that means yo how do the laws of physics allow a <laughs> robot to yeah. birth something yeah. like is the is the thing that was birthed all gears that have grown yeah. <laughs> or is it a like it really does come down to what you believe deckard is i think i would I would say he's human, I think. Yeah. To me, that's kind of the only way that this works. Yes. Because two robo- two robots inserting oil into a <laughs> c- canister and then, like, gears and pulleys grow, like, I don't know. It's going to be one that I think about for a while. The one... And that's what I like. Yeah, there was one theory I saw. Mark Millar who has written a bunch of comic books. He wrote, like, Kick-Ass and a bunch of, like, the darker Batman storylines and all that stuff. He wrote this post over the weekend, and he was like, I figured out what Blade Runner 2049 is about. Sure, yeah. And I was like, okay. And he basically said that the... So the daughter, the kid, um, she was the memory maker, and the entire movie was a memory that she made for Harrison Ford to make him realize that he needs to, like, come see her blah 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 to like find his daughter what, did she like beam it over wi-fi to his <laughs> I brain i don't know <sighs> which yeah so i don't believe that i think he's a human i think that's probably what it is my final question is so i didn't understand why his daughter was trapped in the memory place did i miss something why is she does she get fed who feeds her does she have a bathroom how long has she been in there is she employed does she get a check What's going on there? I think I missed that. Yeah, so I was a little confused. And I, I didn't pee for three hours. I always take a bathroom break. I was like, I didn't want to turn away from the screen. It was so beautiful. I don't think I missed something. But why is she there again? Yeah, no, I didn't miss anything else. I missed the first five minutes. I was like, I'm definitely not missing anything else. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, I don't really know. I mean, like her story, which I don't know if that's true. I don't know if she knows that she's the one. Also, that was yeah. something that confused yeah. me. But I, I think she might have when she... No, because... So she cries when she sees the memory that's in Ryan Gosling's head. Because she knows head, it's her memory. Her memory. Yeah. Right. But she has probably put that into a bunch of yep. replicants and maybe just reminded her of that. It's not like she like chose Ryan Gosling to put this exactly, in. Yeah. It just reminded her of it. So yeah, she might not even know that she's this perfect 
mixed android human thing yeah, or the, android android thing. Yeah, because the story that she tells is that whatever, she gets like uniquely sick with some sort of rare disease or something and she can't be like exposed to other people. Mm, okay, so, that's right. So that's why, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, or it's a lie made to keep, to keep her, her in safe, this place yeah. by the re- rebellion. Yeah. yeah. Do you think with the... Do you think they were banking on this movie doing really well so that we could see a Robot Rebellion movie? Or do you think that that was just put in the movies for a thing, for a plot device, and that this is always supposed to be a self-contained movie, and 20 years from now, maybe we'll get another Blade Runner? I think that it was probably supposed to be self-contained, but they were doing that just in case it did make just enough, case, enough movie to make do. one. Yeah. Ridley Scott, again, has come out and said that he also has six sequels planned for Blade Runner mother <laughs> so but those aren't going to happen because i don't think this is going to make enough money to do that no. but which makes me happy and at this point i think it should stay this way at this point i don't know anyone that's seen this so from my peers and family i don't know if anyone's listening right yeah. now <laughs> like we might have spent the last half hour talking to ourselves <laughs> hopefully you guys see this movie i thought it was fantastic it's a, it's a 9.0 out of 10 or A minus or what do you want to call it for me and an, and an A for you. Very close to a perfect movie. Yep. Visually, it was incredible. Sound design was awesome. Story, I thought was a big improvement on the original. And yeah, I, I would love to see this movie again. And I'm, I was very happy with it. Even with its length, I didn't feel like it was like three hours. I didn't want it to end. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I could have sat in there and just stared at that screen for another hour of just like just the shots. I don't even need sound or anything. <laughs> yeah, just mute it. Yeah, no. Yeah, Denis Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, the number one OG right yeah, now. Yeah, he he's killing it. Um, yeah. So we both think it's really good. I would say if you don't see anything coming out this weekend that is really piquing your interest, definitely go see this. Even if you weren't planning on it, you'll yeah, it's long, but you'll enjoy it, and it's 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 a beautiful movie yeah fantastic so next week we're potentially chatting with luke lebeau Mm -hmm. of orion films he's the director of marketing at orion he recently worked at blumhouse tilt as director of digital marketing as well so we're going to review a spooky movie i'm not sure what yet but luke is a childhood friend of mine and i'm really excited to have him on the show to both talk about how he got to where he is today potentially give some insider industry knowledge of the movie industry and hopefully goof off and have a couple drinks with us and review a scary movie for uh, for scary movie month. Yeah, for sure. That should be uh, that should be really fun, especially if you're a horror fan and maybe just looking for insight into the movie industry. So, yeah. yeah, look look for that next week. We should hopefully have that out next Monday. And yeah, so thank you for listening. This has been uh, episode 4, right? Woo! Episode four, our longest episode yet. You can tell we have a lot of thoughts about this long ass movie. <laughs> um, quick plug today: I posted top ten underrated horror movies. These are all great films that I think you should watch this month. And you've got some content coming this week, I believe, as well. Yep, I got I got some other stuff. I got one recommendation, sort of this this longer thing about horror movies as a in general and overall genre at this point, and probably another recommendation at the end of the week. So yeah, so you have you got plenty of stuff to read and plenty of movies to watch on the docket perfect thank you for listening again and remember to subscribe like share give us a like on all the social media and continue listening uh tell your friends about us if you like it and yeah thank you for listening we'll see you next week smack my glitch up